This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. Boy, I'm back like I never left. I'm out here, and like my pastor said, you can't quit now. Now let's get into it. Uh, The NBA. The NBA is going through a little drama, but I think the people who are against coming back, they're the minority. They're the minority. I don't think they'll have enough support for that. And I believe that this won't take place to the offseason. Their list of demands from them and the Players Coalition, I think some of that will come to pass, but it's going to take some time. And they really won't get going to the offseason. So let me kind of step back and kind of explain what I'm talking about. So the big deal, if you heard by now, Kyrie Irving and the Players Coalition that it's not only Kyrie Irving, but you know Avery Bradley and a bunch of other players that weren't named WNBA players and freaking hockey players, baseball players, people from all types of sports just want change in professional sports overall. And Kyrie Irving and Avery Bradley have been the most, they've been the most vocal and they've gotten the most media coverage. Yeah, I like what they want to do. I I enjoy what I enjoy their plan. I like their plan of what they really want to do. Um, three big things they said they want was more investment in African Americans in general, which means more front office members and coaches, uh, more black vendors in the stadium, and like more money for black communities. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, they could at least do that. I mean, <laughs> they could at least do that. Like, it's, I don't think those things are difficult, especially for billionaire owners. That's just me. Uh, I think that could be done, but I don't think it will be addressed until, A, the COVID is over and we can get back in the stadiums and get back in the floor of things, and, B, definitely after this season. But... Until you get everybody on board with it, especially LeBron and Giannis and Jokic and all the big stars in the NBA, it's not going to happen. It's just going to get pushed back. But I respect what Kyrie Irving and Avery Bradley are trying to do. Kyrie Irving wasn't going to play anyway, so it doesn't matter. But I'm... They're not the only two NBA players that don't want to play, that raising concern about playing. I guess Dwight Howard's another one. George Hill's another one. We'll see. Uh, a big one I need to watch is Bradley Bill because he's been very vocal about everything that's been going on. And he just he just led a big protest from, um, from Capital One Arena downtown to the MLK statue. So... He's definitely he's definitely about it. He definitely wants change, too. So if Bradley Bill don't play, that's fine. Because the Wizards weren't really going to do anything anyway. <laughs> I think they'll at least force a playoff. But then I think, I don't know if they can beat Orlando two times in a row. They have to do that to be an eighth seed. I just don't think it's going to happen especially if they don't have Bradley Bill. I'm just saying. So, But I want to see what comes of this. And ironically, the thing about uh, asking for more black coaches and GMs, 
Troy Weaver just got hired out of the Thunder organization by the Pistons. Now, that's a smart move because the Thunder, oh, man, they've been one of the best front offices for like a decade now. Like, they are really good. It's a shame that they don't have any titles. That sucks. At least not while they were the Thunder. When they was the Sonics, they had titles. It's okay, though. Uh, I like the move. It, maybe that will spark change in the Pistons organization because it's long overdue. They're going to have to scrap this thing and start over. They lost Andre Drummond. Blake Griffin's a shell of himself. Love him, but shell of himself. I mean, you got Derrick Rose. <laughs> You're going to need about two bona fide young stars, which, hey, they're not in this whole NBA bubble reboot. So I'm sure they'll get more ping pong pong balls. And who knows? They might end up with the number one pick. And they might get James Wiseman or Anthony Edwards. And that could change their whole franchise. I'd love to see it. I really would. So I'm just keeping an eye on the NBA drama. I think they're going to play. But you got to just watch, man. You just got to watch people getting COVID and people in the bubble. I want to hear all these bubble stories when the when this is all over when the league is come and gone i want to hear all the stories i want to hear all the stories about <laughs> the the hotel stay the food the, the the video game tournaments whatever i want to hear it all do a documentary do a 10-part documentary like it's the last dance i would love to see it. i'm ready to rock though i can't wait to see it sports are slowly coming back i mean it just According to your perception, like depending on what you watch. Me, I'm down for almost anything. Golf is back. Freaking English Premier League is back, which I'll talk about later. Um, of course, the KBO, Bundesliga. Now we just got to get our American sports leagues together. That's all. We're getting there, though. I can't wait to the MLS. Um comes back full force but it kind of sucks that the Atlanta United team already has three people three players maybe coaches players or coaches whatever and two staff members get the coronavirus see you can't have that then it's just gonna um stunt the progress oh and by the way before i forget happy juneteenth happy juneteenth if you don't know what that is by now just uh look it up on google uh very thankful for this holiday i didn't know about it until last year and now i'll never forget it and i'll never not celebrate it double negative but hey whatever bro <laughs> now speaking of covid19 zeke has got covid19 see when the protest was happening i was like oh coronavirus is over you heard but it's not <laughs> it is not it is still around and it's still, you know, still prevalent. There's still a lot of cases. And in some places, it's growing. So we got to keep an eye on it. It's not over. It's slowly hanging around. Slow. But, hey, Zeke tested positive. The good news is, well, one, he's getting better. And two, we don't even know when training camp's going to start. So this doesn't really affect anything right now. I guess the big deal that, that happened, the big news that came out of this 
was that Ezekiel Elliott didn't want that disclosed. He got leaked to the media and the media made a story and then his agent confirmed it. Once his agent confirmed it, that's when Ezekiel Elliott tweeted about it. No one really knows HIPAA rules like that. But he claimed that was a violation of HIPAA, but it only it only applies to medical professionals. Like a doctor couldn't disclose his um coronavirus, you know, diagnosis or his health information without his permission. But that doesn't apply to media. Media can do it. Um, kinda sucks, but I guess that's fair. It's fair game. I mean, didn't want them to know how did it leak? How did it leak? Who leaked it? If you can prove that a health professional leaked the story that he got coronavirus, then then maybe you have something. But just a regular old beat reporter, no. No, they I guess they're just doing them their job and I guess they'll get a little pat on the back or maybe a raise or maybe they'll just add it to their wall of accolades how they broke this story. <laughs> It is what it is. It is what it is. All I know is he'll be fine. I, immediately, I thought about the party he had with Dak back when COVID-19 was you know, heavier and there were more cases and it was at its peak. Of course, people brought that up. But of course, that happened like a month ago, maybe even longer. So, of course, that I don't think that had anything to do with it. But I love I love the jokes and stuff. I love the memes. But it didn't have anything to do with it, of course. Just just realize that. So Jason Whitlock joined OutKick with Clay Travis. It makes sense because when he left, they said he wanted to do a direct-to-consumer business. I thought he was just going to start his own thing. Nah, he joins OutKick. I thought he was going to create an OutKick. Maybe he will. But I guess teaming up with Clay Travis, you get paid and you get and you partner with Clay Travis to help make one that's bigger. Like he I should have known that this is going to happen because remember, I mentioned this before. Jason Whitlock went on. Clay Travis's podcast wins and losses and they went in depth about his life and how he feels about things and why he is the way he is. And if you really listen to that episode, there is no way you can have any ill will towards Jason Whitlock. He really grinded to get where he is, and he's not afraid to say what he feels. He's not afraid. His big thing is masculinity, man. That's his thing, and... That's part of his values. So he's going to act like that. He's going to say what he's going to say. And he's not going to be scared of any backlash. You join someone like OutKick, you're not controlled by these big media companies that as soon as you say something that might lose them money or make them unpopular on social media, they could just get rid of you, no problem. No. See, OutKick, privately owned by Clay Travis... Which means they got their own base. So ain't nobody going to cancel Clay Travis and Jason Whitlock, no matter what they say, because they got a base that's strong enough that's supporting them. And these guys are, these guys are really confident in their work. 
maybe sometimes overconfident, like I always say about Clay Travis. But um, they got a platform full of people who love their views and will allow them to be their selves while them having to look over their shoulders. So it completely makes sense for Whitlock to join Clay Travis. And Clay Travis has what the number one, the number 27 podcast in America. I have to check on that, but I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. And also he has the number four sports podcast. Now, I don't know. I don't always agree with Clay Travis. He does look racist to black people because he doesn't agree with a lot of the things. He doesn't agree with a lot of things that the majority of the black community agrees with or talks about. He's all about logic and facts for the most part. For the most part. Sometimes he'll get emotional and overconfident, but for the most part, he sticks to the facts. You know, he doesn't he doesn't sway to either side or he doesn't sway to one side or the other. Like you gotta really that's why before canceling some people, you really gotta look deep into what they're about. Just saying. This guy I think these guys are both like moderates. They might they lean they lean right and they lean right enough for a lot of the social media crew to dislike them. But they don't care. They've made it they made a way out of that. So it can't be mad at them for that. So congratulations to Whitlock. We'll see how Outkick goes. I do want my brand to be to have an aspect like that to be like Outkick in some way or like Barstool. But like I said, I have a long way to go. But I think someday I'll get there. I just got to figure out what exactly I'm doing here. <laughs> uh, it'll, be, it'll be a lot more positive and motivational. Not that these guys aren't part of positive and motivational. But if you look at my Instagram, if you look at Goat Level Instagram and Twitter, it's a lot more encouraging and motivational so i'm trying to go along with that kind of like nike and under armor times 10 <laughs> hey i'm just saying i'm building something here just wait just wait like i said before the english premier league is back so the first thing i noticed when i looked at man city versus i think it was arsenal yeah, versus Arsenal. You look in the crowd, and there's a whole lot of papers lining up or boards <laughs> lining up. And you guys see a big, uh, and it forms like a big Coke sign. And to the left of it, it formed an Arsenal sign or Man City sign. I'm like, what in the world is this? Dog, who are you fooling? Just keep it empty. I don't know. Maybe maybe the television viewers want something different or maybe the producers want something that looks presentable in the background. But me, like, we already know there's no fans. You don't need the crowd noise. You don't need the backgrounds. But, hey, if that's what you want to do, fine. 
just don't do no stuffed animals like KBO. Like that's just <laughs> that's just going over the top. You you loafing then. Hey, and another thing is what I notice is see I'm looking at Tottenham and Manchester United right now. It's one nothing Tottenham, by the way. They all got Black Lives Matters on the back of their jerseys. And they updated it on FIFA too. That is so cool, man. That is so cool. Not everyone agrees with everything Black Matter, Black Lives Matter does. And there's some suspicion that this is all because the movement only exists right now and only gaining traction right now because it's an election year. That's debatable. But we're doing something here. Things are changing. Things are changing. And I, I love to see it. And we'll see how far this goes. We'll see how far this goes. Because um, you saw, if you look at coronavirus and COVID-19, you see how fast things can change. <laughs> you see how quickly things can change. So you never know. But for now, we're getting there. It's only the start. It's only the start. Um, you won't get complete unity because... Well, freak's sake, it's millions and billions of people in the world, and not everyone's going to think the same, but it's going to be progress. You know, you maybe you'll get a consensus, and that would bring us closer to utopia. Oh, who am I kidding? <laughs> utopia. <laughs> Probably not, okay? Probably not. This is human beings we're talking about. But, hey, it's something. It's something. It, it is going to make our country and our world better. Hopefully. Hopefully. Now, speaking of EPL, I noticed something when looking at the standings. Liverpool has 82 points. 82, bro. What the hell, bro? 82. Oh, you may be like, okay, you may not know the standings, but 82 points is a lot considering that the second place team has 60. They are 22 points ahead of the second place team. And if you don't know soccer, I'm here to tell you that a win is three points and a tie is one point, a loss is zero. So imagine how many games you got to win to catch up to Liverpool, who has only lost one English Premier League game. They've only, they've only lost one English Premier League game and they have one draw in that too. But their loss, their loss is dumb though. They lost to Watford. Watford only has 27 points. They're almost, they're about to be relegated. And Liverpool lost to them 3 nothing. How in the world? That's got to be the upset of the century. No one talked about it because we're in America and a lot of people don't watch Premier League unless they betting on it. I'm preaching right now, but seriously, though, y'all sleep. Y'all sleep on a lot of these other sports that are on right now, like EPL and like Bundesliga. Keep sleeping, though. Keep sleeping. They, they're growing. They're growing. And outside of the U.S., they're big. They're going to do fine with or without us, but I'm sure they'll get more fans eventually. Especially if you like to bet on it. <laughs> they brought back EPL, but we already know Liverpool is going to win. So maybe these guys are playing for pride. Or they love soccer. Or maybe just the money. Or all of the above. Because, <laughs> man, these guys are so far behind Liverpool. That's crazy.
Now on to the KBO, something I like, but barely watch live. Cause first of all, the games are on when I'm asleep. These days they usually come on about four or five in the morning. I usually sleep through it. Cause my bedtime usually these days is around 3 a.m., 4 a.m. So I go to sleep right before they come on. Now I could record, but every time I try to sit down and watch a lot of these games, my my attention span is just just goes. That's why I watch highlights and I look at stats, and that keeps my interest in it. And sometimes I play Fanduel, which I'm about to talk about soon as well. But an update: uh, the LG Twins are moving up. So last week when I did the show, LG Twins they weren't far behind. Dusan. No, they were tied with Dusan. Check this though. A week later, they're three games ahead of Dusan. They're a game and a half back of NC Dinos, who is still dominating all offensive categories and still the second best pitching ERA. So it's still dominating, but the gap is closing and LG Twins are making a run. I mean, it helps that they swept Hanwha, who's awful. <laughs> that helps. But LG, LG is on the rise. LG is on the rise. Oh, speaking of Hanwha, they're, they're awful. But they won two more games. They won two more games. Last week, I was like, they had an 18-game losing streak. Man, these guys won two more games. Are you serious, bro? Man, I told you. I said they're going to win another game. Just watch. Man, they won two, but they still trash because they have lost eight of their last 10 games. Still, it's it's not a good season for them. But if you need a team to root for and you don't really care about baseball, just root for them just because it's hilarious that they've lost as many games. An MVP candidate, Mel Rojas Jr., who I picked on FanDuel. Last time I did KBL FanDuel, I picked. I picked him, of course. So, he's tied for the lead in RBI. He, mm, he has 37. His batting average, 3.77, which is pretty good. Like I said, anything over .35 or 350, anything over 350 is pretty good to me. Like, is is elite. So, just imagine you start getting the 400. It's it's incredible. So he has a three seven seven batting average, thirty seven RBI, twelve home runs. So he's second in home runs. He leads in batting average and he's tied in RBI. MVP, bro. MVP. <laughs> I mean, KT Wiz is like middle of the pack, but he cooking though. He is really cooking. But you know who's really an MVP candidate? Roberto Ramos. Roberto Ramos. He has thirty one RBI. 13 home runs, lead the league, and a 368 batting average. Incredible. Incredible. He's cooking. He's helping his team. That's what has helped LG Twins get to second place. The amazing play of Roberto Ramos, who's a first baseman, and their catcher as well. I didn't get his name, but he has 31 RBI. They cooking. They coming. I want to see LG versus NC Dinos. They probably played already, but given that it's only like 12 teams in the league, they'll play again soon. 
and I can't wait to see it. I want to see um, the two pitching staffs go and see who is going to give, what's going to give. Those are two best ERA teams in the in the league. LG is number one. You know, they don't have any individual pitchers that's going off like, like NC Dinos. Like, they have two people who are just going off, especially Kuchang Mo, who's still has a .75 ERA, which is ridiculous. Anything under two in the major leagues, as far as ERA, is pretty damn good. In any major league, this dude is cooking. LG, they only have one person in the top ten in strikeouts, yet they lead in total ERA. That's a, that's pretty impressive. Now, FanDuel, yes, still playing FanDuel, and surprisingly, there are a lot of options. Man, you could play simulation. This will really trip me out, though. They got simulation MLB. They got simulation NFL. They got simulation NBA. The simulation NFL be blowing me, though, because I played it one time, right? I didn't pick Kyler Murray because I thought Miami Dolphins was going to cook. Man, Arizona beat them by 30 in the simulation, and Kyler Murray threw for five touchdowns. I didn't pick him. He, no, he threw for 500 yards, four touchdowns. Are you serious? I was like, that's unreal. Some of the blowouts in these simulations, I'm like, there's no way they're going to be blowouts like that in the NFL. They be working. What kind of what kind of simulation engine are they using? Cause they all working. I think I had a decent squad. I had over a hundred points, but still, man, god dang, some of them scores was unreal. I think another game was like thirty-seven to seven. Just a whole bunch of blowouts. I maybe I should give it another try, but I'm low on cash on Fanduel, and I put. My cash in the two $9 games with big payouts. I don't know why I put it in the golf. Because if you look at my golf track record, uh, I would win money off a big tournament. Then i go in the next tournament and bomb and do awful. And that's what's happening right now. I knew that, but I still put my money in. Same thing that happens with racing. Damn, man. So now $18 that I won down the drain. Down the drain. I think I won another $9 in another contest. But FanDuel, if you like betting and maybe a safer return, do that. It's fun. And maybe you can get to know some of these players and these other sports that you don't really watch, but you kind of want to make money off of. Hey, FanDuel's the way to go. See, <laughs> FanDuel.com. They didn't even pay me to advertise it. It's, it's that nice. They didn't even pay me to advertise it. They probably don't even know that I'm advertising it. But it don't matter. When it's that good, you don't really have to say anything. You don't really got the word The word of mouth will just carry you through. I mean, I'm sure they have enough ads too. But the word of mouth probably helping them as well. So now, the hypothetical game of the week. Week. Week is a form for basketball matchup between the Gumlake sisters and the Pew family. Pew family, my dad's side, right? Which is ironic because Pew is my freaking stepdad's name. Not my stepdad, my step-granddad. So my dad's stepdad. It's weird, but whatever. 
Anyway, that aside, the setting of this Forum 4 game is West New Bern Recreation Center in New Bern. Right before the reunion. Right before family reunion in August, which, by the way, it's probably not going to happen this year. But let's just say I invited the four Gumlake sisters to come to North Carolina to hang with us and play basketball. Cool. So we so we do a little family form four right before the cookout. So here you go. So the Gumake sisters. You got Nike or Nika, the oldest, Chine, Chine, um, Erica and Olivia. Nike, Chine, Erica, Olivia. I might be saying it wrong. Whatever. I'll figure it out. Whatever. Anyway. It's them four. They all play college ball. Three of them are in the WNBA. We got our work cut out for us. They're going against me. I'm 28. I'm six feet tall. Um, I weigh the most out of us four. I weigh like close to 30. Um, you got my brother who's, who's slim. Who's slim, but he's my height. Around my height. You got my sister who's... She's the middle out of us three. Out of us three siblings, she's the middle. And um, my brother's the youngest, so he's like 21. Yeah, he's 21. So my sister's about 24, just turned 24. And then you got my dad, who's clearly the oldest person on the court, at 52. (laughs) Uh, 52, but he's he's strong, he's muscular, he's athletic somewhat, somewhat. (laughs) <laughs> he's not as athletic as he was back in the day when he was doing, you know, triple jump and, and dunking on people and all that. I think he was dunking. If you did triple jump in the college level, you probably dunking on folks. I'm going to assume he did. Anyway, it's a good matchup. Here's the thing, though. Okay, Nika, the oldest, she's 30, by the way, uh, 6'2". So she was in the league first. She played with the Sparks. She played with the Sparks now with Chine. And... She had, like, a lot of injuries. She was out for a season one time, just like Chene. Same thing. Oh, me and Chene are the same age. I'm 27, by the way. I turned 28 in September. Chene is already 28. She turned 28 in March. So she got me by a few months. I like her. Uh, Out of all the sisters, out of all four sisters, I like her the most. (laughs) So she's the... She's the cutest to me. But, hey, that's debatable. That's debatable. I'm not going to get into that. Anyway, she's 6'2". Uh, Erica, Erica is 5'9". Olivia is 5'11". Erica's the youngest. She just got into the league. Olivia is not in the league, but she's getting her MBA, which I'm interested in getting because I want to be in this entrepreneur, direct-to-consumer, sports business type thing. And so, of course, I would love an MBA. But I don't want to pay the money for it. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. I probably have to learn a lot of stuff on my own. Anyway, so the bet is between us four. Okay, the bet is if my team wins, I get a kiss from Chine. I actually offered a lap dance, hypothetically. This is all hypothetical. I offered for her to give me a lap dance if we win. But, of course, she gave me a death stare and shot that down quick. 
So, you know, I had to settle for the kiss. So then what goes along with that is if I if my team win, the sisters got to pay for our breakfast the next morning and shoes. Not shoes for the breakfast, but any type of basketball shoes that we want in the future. I mean, it could be a year from now they give it to us. But if they win, if they win, I have to do 200 push-ups and I have to buy breakfast and shoes for the four sisters you know kind of a mild bet but it's something so here we go here we go the game goes to 16 i shoot for ball like i usually do i miss like i usually do they get the ball first game goes to 16 austin not really well my brother not really taking it seriously at first he kind of he doesn't really defend erica she shoots she misses Luckily, she misses. She's supposed to make it. Anyway, we get the rebound. I get the rebound. My dad posts up Nika, even though uh, Neka, it's Neka. Neka, duh. That's her name. Anyway, he posts up Neka. Neka. He um he does his little signature post fadeaway like Jordan. It's a little slower now, <laughs> but he does the post fadeaway like Jordan and scores one nothing. Just like that. My brother, little brother checks the ball, gives it to me. I try to ISO on Chene. She shuts me down. I throw up a bad shot. They get the rebound. They get the rebound. They miss. We get it back. I pass it to my little brother and he scores. We're up 2-0. So we miss a shot. Mind you, we're not passing to my sister because... She's she's sneaky athletic, but she don't really play sports, okay? She got she got the kind of model figure. She's mostly a girly girl, mostly, mostly. But I don't think in this situation against four college basketball players, pro basketball players, no. Not a factor. She's a non-factor so far. Anyway, all of a sudden, in a span of a few minutes, the sisters, the Gumake sisters reel off seven straight. They reel off seven straight. Everyone scores except Erica because now my, because, well, they're not really passing the ball. And my, uh, and my brother has gotten into the game and he's kind of imposing his will on Erica. Boom, seven, two. So me and my bro exchange buckets. I get a short jump shot. Brother scores a layup. I scored, and I have another layup. That means I have my only layup of the game. And then my brother scores again. Boom. 7-6. Just like that. 7-6. It's a good game so far. Good game. So then they finally take advantage of the huge mismatch of my sister guarding Olivia. So Olivia abuses her for two more buckets. So me and my brother start double teaming her. It kind of works. But on offense, I go cold. And, uh, NECA... Starts putting post moves on my dad because she's taller. She may she may not have the muscular strength as that my dad has, but she has the technique and the finesse. So she gets him with that. So he gets him with that. And I, I try to get physical with Chene because we starting to get down. It's like 10-6, 11-6. It's starting to get down. So, of course, I really want to win. So when I really want to win in basketball – of course, I start playing harder, and in certain situations, I turn into a megalomaniac. Like, I don't turn into a megalomaniac here, 
but I do turn up the intensity and I get more physical with Chene. I start talking trash. Uh, I'm more handsy. I'm more aggressive. Of course, I'm not doing anything inappropriate. I do, I do flirt with her once, but you know, she got comebacks for everything, <laughs> so it doesn't really work. Doesn't really work. She still scores on me, and then, then they get Erica in the game to score two more points on my bro, who had a very surprisingly easy time with her. But now Erica's hitting her shots and they getting her crossovers and getting the rebounds and stuff. So now, all of a sudden, it's 13-6 Ogumla K-Sisters. Now it looks like the game goes 16, so it looks like we're going to be ran up out of here. Then my little bros start going off because of his athleticism and ball handling. He starts going off. He scores three straight points. He starts doing crossovers and dribbling through double teams and, and just showing off crazy athleticism, getting to the rack for some tough layups. And it's 13-9. So then, then my brother finally cools off and misses a shot. They get the ball, pass to Chene. She posts, faces me up, spins, layup, score on me, 14-9. Now we're on the ropes. But then, I ain't always there you call, but I'm always on time. I hit two clutch two-pointers from beyond the, the line, from beyond the arc. And all of a sudden, it's 14-13, and I'm hyped. I'm hyped. We're into it. Oh, uh, <laughs> my dad and my sister are completely out of the game. It's just me and my brother trying to take on these four uh, NBA playing, not NBA playing, but pretty much pro basketball uh, sisters. Anyway, they double my my brother because he's killing him. They trap him. I'm open. I miss a shot. So then they get the ball. They miss for some reason. They miss. Erica misses. Erica misses the shot. Get the rebound. Give it to Olivia. She misses. We get the ball back. They're not taking my sister seriously. No look pass to her. She catches it. Lay up. 14-14. We got a game now. But unfortunately, Neka and Chene aren't rocking. They're too good. They're pro basketball players. So Neka hits my dad with a post move. And then Chene embarrasses me once again in the post. Easily turn, hook shot, game over. 16-14, Aguma K sisters win. So I struggled to pay my debt. I'm kind of fat, a little out of shape. Hadn't been to the gym really. So I struggled to do 200 push-ups. So I vowed to try to do all of them before the weekend is over, before we all leave North Carolina. <laughs> and then, you know, I do pay for their breakfast the next morning. And we all hang out and have fun at the family cookout. And after the family cookout, where we go to the swimming pool and, and talk in the hotel lobbies and stuff. It was a hypothetical game of the week. It's a fun time. That was a fun time. I do, I barely get the 200. My chest and my arms dying. Because I haven't done that many push-ups in a while. <laughs> so, they they got me. They got me on that one, and I vowed to pay for any type of shoes they want, even though I knew they were going to be expensive, maybe $1,000 worth. I vowed to pay them for their shoes later on 
at a later date. And that's how the story ends. Hypothetical game of the week. Aguma K sisters over me, my dad, and my siblings. 16, 14, 4, and 4. But I'm sure if we rematch, they'd probably blow us out. <laughs> but hey, hey, it's a fun game though. But hey, I love these hypothetical games of the week. I'm, I'm starting to get more creative. It, you can't imagine what I come up with next. Anyway, I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the GOAT Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.